Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Today, I'm really excited because I got to hang out with Kirsten, who is an incredible online business manager, who is really, really talented at project and launch management. Now, Kirsten has always loved the details. She's a planner and a problem solver. She started her business as a first-time mom with a three-month-old. So she quickly learned how to be organized and efficient with her time and her business. Her experience as a tech consultant paired with her experience as a hiring consultant gave her the skills she needed to create a sustainable business model that allowed her to hit her first $10,000 month within their first year of business, all while working less than 20 hours a week. Now, Kirsten helps other high-achieving women grow their businesses in a way that makes them excited and eager to show up instead of stressed out, overwhelmed, and Defeated. Today, we deep dive into all things project management, what that looks like in your business, how project management differs from launch management, and how it's similar, and so much more. And as a quick request, if you haven't had a chance to review the show, it would mean so much to me if you take a second and leave an honest review. Now, on to the show. Welcome, Karison, to this episode of the podcast. I am so excited to get to talk to you today. Me too. I'm excited to be here. Can't wait to dive into project management. Yes. One of my most favorite things is to nerd out with other online business managers and launch managers in this space because I feel like we could trade worse stories and just like strategy and those types of things all day. Absolutely. Like the things that we get access to, like working with our clients and putting the plans together for their business, like we could sit and hash it out for, for hours. I, I would love it. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love it if you would share a little bit about what brought you to the online space and then what you're doing now for your client. So I started my online business. It's been almost three years now. I actually started so that I wouldn't have to return to work after having my son. And I started as a virtual assistant. And I found that a lot of the clients that I worked with didn't necessarily know what tasks they needed support in. And so being in that capacity, it I ended up doing a lot more strategizing than I realized. And so then I transitioned into doing project management and system strategy for my clients. And so I kind of come in when people are in a place where they feel like everything's just a mess and I can, through having like a deep dive strategic conversation with them, I can kind of pull out where we need to focus on, like what projects need to be implemented within the business to get the business to a place that runs a lot smoother. I love it. So when people bring you onto their business, do they usually have other team members or are you a standalone hire in that you can help them figure out where their projects are, what needs to be a priority, and then figure out who else they might need to bring in? Or is it both? Yes, it is a little of both. Um, Most of my clients do have team members, like at least a virtual assistant on their team. And they're getting to a place where they're ready to step out of like managing the people and trying to make sure all of the things are getting done so they can focus on the front end stuff like marketing and supporting their clients. So I come in and either take over the 
the management of the team that they already have in place, or I help them decide who they need to hire to support where they are in their business. And then I can take on the hiring process as well. So could you tell us a little bit of, I know some of my favorite videos online, cause we're all just nosy, right? Like the, a day in the life is we want to see what people are doing when they get up in the morning and they're, right. you know, what their work day looks like. So if someone were to bring you onto the team and you're showing up for their business, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? On a day-to-day basis, it's typically like checking in first first thing in the morning with my clients, just kind of seeing what went on after the end of the business day, all of the team members are in terms of what their priorities are, if anyone needs support anywhere, and where we are in terms of the projects that we're working on, like how much progress we've made. So I come in and just kind of get a checkpoint of what's going on in the business. And I can plan from there, like what needs to happen in that day or within that week. So everyone's on the same page about what we're all working on. And what is your role or your philosophy with the business owner? I've worked with project managers before who are really good, gentle nudgers, (laughs) because as we all know, sometimes the CEO or the business owner is the one getting most overwhelmed and needs help strategizing what they can actually accomplish in a day or a week or a a month, what have you. So how do you support them within your role to make sure that they're doing the things that are really moving the business forward and also staying accountable to someone to Mm -hmm. knock those tasks off? Because of the place that my clients are in when they come to me, like they're in a spot where they feel like they're working so much and nothing is moving forward. And so I think it's really important to give them a space to get things out of their mind so that they're not holding on to so much. And so I work really closely with the clients that I have because I like to make myself available to them to like, you know, send me a boxer saying, this is what's on my mind. And I want to know, you know, does this fit into our plans or this isn't going right, or this is going really great. Like I like for my clients to be able to come with me openly because when they are open about where they are and how they're feeling and like what they want from the business, it gives me the ability to like take that information and make sure we're doing it as efficiently as possible so that they're getting the results that they want. And do you find that you have to, I don't want to say train, but help support the clients you work with in that they may have had other team members, but typically somebody who's an online business manager, a project manager, a launch manager, they're involved in much more intimate areas of your business than you might be used Mm -hmm. to allowing people to have access to. And so sometimes there's that period of trust building or just forming that relationship and showing that you're someone that they can count on. And, you know, you don't have to create in a vacuum anymore. You have someone you can bounce ideas off of. Exactly. Yeah. I think that really starts at the beginning of the relationship that I form with my clients. I start them all off on what I call a deep dive session, where I basically like pick their brain about everything that's going on in their business. I think just that call itself helps us build that level of trust where they feel like, okay, like, you know, you're pulling things out of me that I hadn't even thought of. And so then they feel more comfortable coming to me for like suggestions or advice or, you know, just an extra brain to like bounce ideas off of. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the of what I do because 
I get to work so closely with people. And like you said, I'm so involved in so many areas of their business that we end up forming, you know, friendships out of the clients that I work with because we talk so often about so much because running our business, it's not just the business, you know, we have to pull in like what's going on in our personal life to make yeah. space for what we want to do in our business. And so I, I love for my clients to feel that they can be open with me about what they have on their plate so that we can plan accordingly. I love that. And I've mentioned this in other episodes, but I wonder if you could speak to, if you've experienced this where clients will come to me and they'll be very embarrassed or afraid of judgment about their business or a certain area of their business. So if somebody's coming to you for project management, I imagine, you know, something that they might say is I'm so embarrassed you're going to judge me because I don't even have a project management system or it's such a mess. Nothing's working efficiently. The tasks are all over the place. Nothing has due dates. Can you speak to those potential clients or people that are having this fear about bringing someone on? And are you coming from a place of judging what's going on behind the business or what do you tell people when they might come to you with that type of concern or insecurity? It is way, way more common than most people believe. I don't think I've ever had a client like come to me and not feel a little embarrassed about what's going on in the back end of their business because I deal in project management. I always ask them if they're using a project management tool or if we need to set one up. And so many people like don't even have an account with, you know, Asana or Trello or ClickUp. They're still, you know, like working out of their brain and in their emails and scribbled sticky notes on their desk. So it's really common and, you know, it's why my role exists. Like you don't have to feel embarrassed because the back end is is a mess, especially if that's not your zone of genius. Like not everyone is strong in that area. And when you have someone supporting you there, it just, it frees up your space to focus on what you really enjoy. And so I always tell people like, there's no need for the embarrassment because it's so common and it's not anything that's going to scare me away. And it's something that can easily be moved into a place where things are working a lot better. Like it's not a deal breaker, for lack of a better term. I like to be able to come in and take it where it is. It's almost easier to come in when it's a mess versus to come in when they try to fix it and it just break even more. So I always wonder if Marie Kondo or someone who does something like that gets really extra excited, like the more challenging the project is, because we can you know, we can think, Ooh, this, you can make a huge impact for somebody with some very, you know, simple systems. If they don't already have those before, it's like the more chaotic it is, the more opportunity there can be to make a huge difference in that person's life. Right. Like it's fun to be able to start from scratch versus having someone who's kind of like stuck in the process of, you know, I already want to do it this way, even though it's not working, you know, this is my process. So let's stick with this. It's a lot better when, when we're starting from scratch. For sure. And I love how you shared that as we do what we do, we get to see behind the scenes of so many businesses at every level. Mm -hmm. And for us to already know, like whether it's a, a six figure business up to a seven figure business, they have similar systems, issues, growing pains, need different types of foundations built. And so it's not that 
behind the scenes, everybody else is running this very smooth and systemized business and you're not, (laughs) unless they've already brought in a lot of support. Or like you said, that is their zone of genius and they just love that process. Mm -hmm. But otherwise you are not alone. Absolutely. Like outside of the online space, you know, people have teams, you know, they're working with so many people to build their business to where it is. I feel like solopreneurs are not completely unique to being online, but it's definitely more common online. And it makes us feel like we have to do everything and we have to be great at everything when really you don't. Right. Really thinking strategically about what are your strengths and weaknesses and then Mm -hmm. hiring to buffer those things where I'm weak, I bring in somebody who's strong, and then you just make that much better of a team. Absolutely. I would be remiss in not mentioning your amazing skill and certification in launch management. And so we know there's a lot of project management that goes into launch management, but can you talk about what those types of offers look like and maybe how they differ or how they're similar to project management? So launch management is typically a bigger project. So when I come in for launch management with a client, we're taking like a full look at everything that's going on within the business and aligning it to the offer that they're currently pushing out. And so, you know, we have a set in stone launch date and open cart dates. And I come in and put the plan in place of like where all the assets need to come from and who's responsible for responsible for it, what technical pieces need to be put in place and who's responsible for it. And so we start out mapping out the plan. We get the team together. So everyone signs off on what their responsibilities are. And then we start rolling from there. Whereas with project management, it is, you know, not specific to a service, but just the general goals that are in the business. And so we're looking from a wider view and we prioritize like what we want to focus on. I I like to say anything with more than three steps is a project. And so when we're project managing, it's, it's the day-to-day stuff versus when we're doing a launch management, it's like all hands on deck for this one specific thing. For sure. And are people hiring you on a retainer basis for online business management and project management versus are you coming in for launches on a project basis or are people, because some people have launch cycles where they're launching, you know, every three months or, Mm -hmm. you know, at a certain set time. And so how do those contracts look? And, and if somebody's looking to retain you for those, how far ahead do they need to think to bring you on? Because you can't say I'm launching next week. I want to bring in a launch manager. Right. Typically with launching, we want the part open not to be any closer than 90 days from when I come on, Mm -hmm. because it takes a lot to get to know the business and the revenue streams and how everything is going, what the funnels are looking like, just an overview of everything that's happening in the business. You have to be familiar with to manage the launch efficiently, to be able to like troubleshoot when things come up. Like if I haven't been a part of the business, it's harder for me to course correct because I don't know what the standards are. So typically 90 days, I usually don't launch with a client unless we've been working for a quarter together. I think it's really critical to to think ahead Mm -hmm. and nobody's going to be able to come on and really have the impact you want. Your return on your investment isn't going to be the same if you don't have that runway to really have somebody help you think, plan, strategize, and get all those things in place before the launch happens. Absolutely. Yes. 
So I would love it if you would share a little bit about what impact the launch manager has in someone's business, because I know from behind the scenes, having somebody really help with all those pieces can really drive numbers in a launch. And I know you have some really great results with your clients. Definitely. So I actually have a client when we started working together, she had launched a group coaching program two times and both times she didn't sell any seats. And so when she came to me, we were in a place where we were just trying to troubleshoot what was going on in her business and how her marketing efforts were impacting her launch. And so after we, you know, put some systems in place, like automated her funnel and things like that, we started to launch her group program again. And with the actual project plan in place and being able to like hire out like copywriters and content creators ahead of time, because, you know, we know this is coming up. It gave her the space to be able to really show up and get visible in front of her audience. So she went from, you know, having two launches where she made no money to making $13,000 in three days. That was a huge win for her and some great success with that. Yes. So she went from, you know, having two launches where she made no money to having a launch where she made $13,000 in three days. So that was a huge win for her to be able to see a result that big, you know, that quickly, just from putting the plan in place to make sure it was done correctly. And scary to invest at that point, right? Because I think there are many people in the space who would say, I've tried to launch twice. People aren't interested in this offer. I should just give up. Like maybe this type of offer isn't for me. And so for her to have those two, I don't want to call them failed launches, but learning experiences Mm -hmm. and then be confident enough or to push past your fear enough to then make another investment and hire somebody and have that payoff that had to feel absolutely incredible for her. Yeah, definitely. Because I agree. I feel like a lot of people, you get into a space where it's just like, okay, obviously this might not work for me. Like it takes a certain amount of courage to say, obviously I need support here. So I'm going to invest in this because it's important to me. And I think there's a common theme when people are looking to hire in that There's this period where online business owners get into their head, like, I know I need to hire. I'm at my max capacity. I can't take on any more. I need help with these things. But then it becomes, there could be the mindset fear blocks, which we'll talk about throughout these episodes. Um, There could be concerns about budget or bringing on the extra responsibility of a team member, those types of things. If somebody's really nervous about hiring or just unsure of when or if they should take the first step. Do you have any advice for them? My advice would be to always hire before you feel ready. I like to say that I don't think ready is a feeling that any of us ever get to like, right when you get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm almost ready. Like something else happens and you're not anymore. So (laughs) you have to take that step before you feel ready. Because if you wait until like you're in the thick of it, it's going to be like that much harder. And The other thing I would say is if you're in a space where you're second guessing the hiring of like team members or a project management person, you won't get there until like you just get so sick of where you currently are. Like you have to like, just be like, I'm, I'm fed up with this. Like I'm ready for it. And that's, that's when, you know, like when you're just fed up, (laughs) like I know things are about to get worse than they are. Like now is my time. You have to push before you're ready. Yeah. I love that advice so much. So when people are hiring for 
a project manager position or a launch manager in their business, what would you say would be really important things for them to ask or to know about the person they're bringing on? Oh, that's a good question. Definitely communication style, because I think it's important to be able to communicate openly with the person who is you know, helping you manage your business and your project. So communication style is a big one. In addition to communication style, I think also how you like to communicate, because certainly I have clients who really love to send long boxers and talk, think, talk things out. And there are some team members or some other entrepreneurs who would really be frustrated with that. They want more direct communication. They don't want long boxers or long emails or things like that. And so not only how you're communicating, but the actual medium of communication that you prefer. Definitely. Um, Because I do have clients who, you know, they strictly send me boxes because they are verbal processors. And I have clients who prefer just a quick email, let me know what's going on so I can, you know, read it and get on with my day. So yeah, I do think that the the mode of communication is just as important as communication style. Yeah. So how they communicate. And then would you say that the types of systems that somebody uses is a question that a business owner should ask. For example, for my clients, I prefer to build systems that they'll actually show up and use because Mm -hmm. while I might have systems or things that I prefer, I know that's not a one size fits all for everybody I work with. And there are some people who are all in on a certain system and say like, I'm all in on this. This is all I'm going to use. Everybody who works with me is going to use this thing. And so, well, that might work for some people. It might not work for others. So do you think that asking somebody what systems they're familiar with or use is something that would be helpful? Or do you think if somebody works in the online space, they can kind of make the most common systems work? You can usually make the most common systems work, but I do think it's important for the project manager and the CEO to be on the same page about that, like before entering the relationship together, because I have like seen where people only set up project management systems in ClickUp, you know, so obviously we wouldn't want to work with a client who is married to Asana. So if the project manager is flexible in their knowledge of systems, it's typically not as important. But as the client, you do need that information so that you know, you know, from your end, like you said, you want to be able to use the systems once they're set up. So it has to be tech that the client is comfortable with. I wonder too, what you think about personality, because, well, I think personality is important for every person on the team for they there to be a match or complement to mm-hmm. the business owner and also potentially other team members. I think it's especially important the closer you work and the more you work with the owner that your personalities match. So how do you think an owner can ask questions or things they can ask on their application? How do you think they can dig into finding if somebody is a good fit for them and their personality? I like to use core values as a good fit personality-wise. I think you can learn a lot about someone based on what they value. 
So for the client to be aware of what their values are and have that match the person that they're bringing onto the team is important. Another thing is like the use of personality quizzes, like the Myers-Briggs and Strengths Finders. If you use that in your application, it will help you find people who, you know, complement the strengths that you have and maybe are stronger in your areas of weakness. For sure. I know that as we've dug into hiring and teams this year, I love partnering a application with a personality test that matches the business mm-hmm. owner. And we've had great success recently using Enneagram, using DISC and, you know, just whatever really resonates with that owner and finding the right person. So now you can kind of say, you could see patterns, right? You could say on the team, I know that a really great customer service person could be any healthy Enneagram number, but especially Enneagram number twos are going to really show up and care for those people in the way that I would want them to be cared for. And so as doing hiring, you can also start to see patterns of where somebody is in the disc or in the Myers-Briggs that would make them a great fit for the role and for the business owner. And it it's not an, a be-all end-all, but it can definitely help narrow things down when you have a lot of great applicants coming in. I do agree. Um, I actually have a client who is, she utilizes the DISC assessment. And we notice that the people who are performing best on the team are high in the S. And so we're actually bringing on a new team member and we're asking for their DISC assessment so that we can, you know, try to pull in another S person. So I do love personality quizzes to, to gauge who's a good fit for the team. Yeah. And once you see what works with that team or that business owner, you can really identify those patterns and Mm -hmm. just make everything work that much smoother. Right. So on the flip side, if a client is coming to you to hire you for either project management, launch management, and you saw certain behaviors or certain answers to questions that you might have for them, what would you consider to be a red flag when you're thinking about taking on a client? A red flag for me is usually when someone is like bad mouthing past team members. So like if they've worked with an online business manager, or project manager before, you know, and I do a little digging just to understand what that relationship worked looked like. And they only have negative things to say about that person. Like I definitely understand constructive criticism, but if they're just completely bad mouthing the last person that supported them, that's definitely a red flag for me. Another one, this is more like just personal, but I am not a fan of tardiness. (laughs) And so when people are just continuously late, like, you know, we're rescheduling and we're canceling and you're five minutes late, like those are red flags when we're in that discovery phase. If you're not even showing up for these complimentary sessions, what will that look like once we're actually working together? I think it's a, a respect thing. You know, we're all busy. So it's, you can at least be respectful of each other's time. Those are the the two biggest ones, definitely like time respect and, you know, bad mouthing previous team members. Absolutely. And I think sometimes people do make choices in hiring early on that they regret or that didn't work out, but doing that work to reflect on why that didn't work out and putting responsibility where it belongs. Because a lot of times, I'm sure you've seen this too, where people really want to show up for you as a whole and do an amazing job. And so if you're not providing the tools for them, either the communication or the training, there's no way for them to track due dates or accountability on things. There's lots of reasons why 
someone in a different role for you could not have worked out. And so if people aren't willing to sort of do that work and say, yeah, I moved really fast in the hiring process. So I brought someone on that wasn't a good fit because everything was on fire. And then, you know, that didn't work out, but making sure that you've worked through those reasons and those feelings before you bring someone else on or Also, before you think about just saying, I'll never hire again, or I won't hire for that position again, because there's not, you know, people don't want to show up and and do a good job for me when I find that to be the opposite. I agree. Of course, we all have bad experiences, but I think as a whole, you know, we're service providers because we, we want to be able to show up and support people. Absolutely. And to speak to your second point, people who know who they are really clearly, like if you're able to to come into a call and say, I'm always late. I am a hot mess. I'm going to send you 10, 15 minute boxers a day. Like that's okay to know and to communicate all those things. As long as you're letting people know up front, because then people can make the choice. Like this is my dream client because I can vibe with that. I know how to help you with that. And if you feel uncomfortable saying those things, or you you might not even fully know some of those things about yourself because you haven't done that reflection, then you can't communicate that to other people because it's not that there isn't somebody out there that's right for you. It's just making sure that you're not wasting your time or somebody else's time by not being clear about what those things are about you <laughs> that right. someone is going to love. Someone is not going to mind. Their schedule is going to work. And so- mm-hmm. Just being really honest with what your personality is and your expectations are up front will save you so much time with the wrong hires in the back end. Yes, absolutely. It does take a certain level of self-awareness to say, this is who I am. You know, you can accept this or I can find someone who will. So, (laughs) right. And maybe it's just an age thing too. Cause I think I am, I'm over 40. And so I think coming into that age, it definitely is like a deeper level of being comfortable in your own skin and right. just being unwilling to move in circles where I could not full up, show up and fully be myself. Mm-hmm. I agree. So could you tell us what the starting range is for someone who is looking for either a monthly project manager or someone to help them with their launch management? So investment wise, when I'm bringing on a client, the smallest retainer that I accept is 20 hours because really you can't make an impact in the business on any less time than that. And a 20 hour retainer starts at 1500 a month. And I do require like a three month commitment because it takes those 90 days to get to know the business and put the systems in place to really start to see some change. For launching, I start the retainer at 40 hours because launching is more hands-on. We need a higher hourly allowance to handle everything that goes on within a launch. So launch packages start at 2,600 just because it's more involved than, you know, a 20 hour package where we're handling the day-to-day and just getting some systems in place. It's not a complete overhaul of the business. It's just more maintenance. Whereas when we build up to those 30, 40, 50 hour retainers, then we can really start to, you know, plan out launches ahead of time and get all of the pieces in place to automate some more of those systems and just build in more optimization and efficiency into the business. But yes, it does start typically at at least 20 hours a month and 20 hours comes out to $1,500. The value that people are getting out of that is really 
not only their time back, but their sanity and their clarity so they can move forward really with a high level out of the forest view, you know, like that 20,000 view of their business. Right. Exactly. I know there are people listening who are really resonating with not only what you're talking about, but what you do for clients and how you're showing up and pouring so much into their businesses and their launches. If someone wanted to learn how or to move their business in a direction to do what you do, where would you tell them to start? What would you tell them to do? I think it really starts with just having a desire to come in and support people. I love working in a support role. I didn't have a lot of experience in the offline space that translated into the online world, but just my desire to come in and be able to work with people in their businesses allowed me to like self-study to be able to gain the skills I needed to become a project manager. I am certified as an online business manager and I went through the International Association of Online Business Management to get my certification. And I've also taken Nicole Jackson's project managed like a CEO course. And so that was really helpful. Um, I'd probably say those are the two programs that made the biggest impact on me and my skill set in my business. So as people are working then with business owners, whether they're a project manager or an online business manager, and they think, you know what, I really love launches because I think either people are loving launches or they're hating launches. There's just something about them that's very black and white. And so if they're starting to think, I really love launches and I could see myself offering this type of service, what would you tell them about going all in with that type of an offer? To go all in with launch management, you have to be someone who is willing to work in a fast-paced environment. I feel like launching is more of like a all-hands-on-deck kind of project, and there's a lot of moving pieces. And for a lot of people who run their business off of launches, like it's, you know, they're pulling in a lot of revenue, so they have a lot riding on that launch. And so to be able to show up in like a high-pressure situation and really take the lead is really important when you're managing launches because you're most likely managing a lot of people, managing a lot of emotions from the CEO. And so to be able to show up with the empathy and the knowledge and the ability to bring a little bit of calm to that situation so that all of the team members are feeling supported in their role is really essential. I love that answer so much. I think that perfectly describes someone who would be really, really great at launching. So I know that people are going to want to know how to connect with you, hire you for your services, and also just want to hang out and learn more about launch management and project management. Where do you hang out in the online space and where could people connect with you? I am most present on Instagram at Simplified Operations. Uh, My website is the same, simplifiedoperations.com. That's where you will see me most active. And I know we're going to have those in the show notes. And also you've included a freebie for our audience. And so can you tell us if they see the link in the show notes to the freebie, what they'd be getting? Yes. The freebie is a guide for 10 ways to simplify your business. And it goes over what I believe are the top 10 strategies that you can implement to get more time back in your day. So it's the perfect starting point. Maybe if you're not 
completely ready to hire yet, or you're getting to a place where you know you want to hire and you just kind of want to like shore up the back end a little bit first, this guide will take you through what you can do in your business to save more time and free up more of your space to focus on the things that you want to do and get your business to a place where it can handle bringing on team members and implementing stronger systems. And do you also offer one-off either strategy sessions or VIP days for someone who they might be a little ways off from wanting or needing to hire someone, but if they want to get that initial plan going and work through some of those things so that it puts them in a great place to really bring someone on and make the return on investment even stronger? Yes, I actually do offer a VIP strategic planning session where we meet and deep dive for three hours and I get to just really dig into what's going on in your business and get you to start thinking about where you might need some extra support, what projects you can take on to help get your business to the next level. So after our session together, I deliver a 90-day action plan that you can then you know, take to your team and carry out yourself or hire out to someone else. And it gives you a starting ground of what you need to start doing to get your business to where you want it to be. So we meet for the three hours, you get your 90-day action plan, you get a couple of SOPs that will help you start to implement some of the things within that plan. And then you're pretty much off to the races. You can implement it, you know, as it is on your own, or you can hire it out. Well, is there anything else you would like to share about project management or launch management that we didn't cover today? No, I think we covered it all. Thank you again for inviting me to talk about project management and launch management. It's been fun to have this conversation. It's such a pleasure. And it's these times that you know, if we were closer, I would just come knock on your door and bring you some tea and say like, let's (laughs) let's talk about like what's happening in this space for the next year. And you know, what's changed with Facebook ads, like all those things that we would, (laughs) we would lose hours. I'm sure just talking about. So you could just nerd out. (laughs) So thanks so much for spending this time today. All those links and how to reach out directly to Kirsten is in the show notes below. And thank you so, so much. Hi everyone, just a reminder that if you're looking to hire in your business and you'd like some support, we have a free resource called the Dream Team Starter Kit that will help you get really clear on your values in your business, what tasks that you can outsource and who to bring on next in your business to really make the impact in your goals that you're looking for. You can find it at julietraining.com backslash starter kit.